You're listening to The Classic Podcast. Welcome back to the second episode of Admitted on The Classic Podcast. For those of you who are new here, Admitted is our new series where we have Townsend seniors read their college essays and share the process that they went through in writing them. This is your host, Nikki, and today we are finding out how the Met got Julia into her dream school. So really excited to have you here today, Julia. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Uh, my name is Julia Wojtkowski. I applied uh, REA to Yale University, and my intended major is economics. Awesome. So I know you answered prompt one from the common application. So mm-hmm. some students have a background, identity, interest, or talent that is so meaningful they believe their application would be incomplete without it. So if this sounds like you, then please share your story. Sitting at the kitchen table, flipping through the newspaper I am translating for Tata, I see words that make my heart flutter. Metropolitan Museum reopening. The headline is followed by an image of the Great Hall, with its colossal limestone arches and beautiful mosaic floors. I leave for my job at the dental office this morning with a bounce in my step. I had tried to force the Metropolitan Museum of Art out of my mind ever since I first saw it as a little girl. On that bleak fall day, I struggled to keep up with Mama as we, walked, as we waved through my city's endless crowds on Fifth Avenue. The library books stuffed into my backpack weighed me down, a reminder of the work I needed to make up for after a summer spent in Poland. My small fingers suddenly slipped out of Mama's grasp, and as I looked around, desperately trying to find her, a magnificent pyramid of steps came into view. I could just make out the Vermilion banners at the top, the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Nonsense, Mama said as she found my hand and pulled us through the crowd. We don't have time for nonsense, for impractical and frivolous wants. I knew this implicitly, the same way I knew I had to ace every exam, to be the good, dutiful daughter, and to make sure my little sister got through the day without crying. I tried to forget the museum. I really did. The school trip in third grade was my first sign that the Met had taken a hold of me. As we walked down a corridor with marble sculptures running parallel to the walls, I walked through the streets of ancient Greece, heard the common chatter, and smelt the richness of the late summer grapes. Mama's ever-present immigrant eyes reminded me that I did not belong here, in a place where time is wasted to look at old pieces of stone, but I closed them and let myself enjoy it. I let myself feel the warmth that slowly seeped from every painting through my skin, feeding my heart in a way I hadn't known it needed. After that trip, my eyes became my own. Suddenly, my monochrome world was filled with color and everything looked different. The yellow of Van Gogh's sunflowers flooded the fields around my grandparents' home. The icons in the altar of my church came alive during Mass. Illuminated manuscripts swirled around in a cup of liquid silver placed in front of me during chemistry class. In between the mountains of homework that constantly waited for me, I found myself searching the museum's website, learning the names of artists as if they were secret spells. Soon, everything I did was infused with this new love. It was forever present in the books I read, in my research projects, and in the articles I wrote for my school newspaper. I always carried my leather-bound notebook for the stories I covered, but the drawings in the margins and the art reviews tucked into its back pages gave me away. 
in the dentist's office. It feels as if lunchtime will never arrive. Knowing the Met has reopened after months of COVID-19 closure is like knowing that I can finally go home. As the clock strikes one, I run out of the dentist's office. My stomach growls in protests, but I don't pay any mind, knowing that this excursion will feed me more than my lunch ever could. Making my way through the near-empty museum with teary eyes, I follow the path my feet have memorized. Thankful, I now know that this isn't something impractical, but essential. Looking around to catch every detail, I walk to a statue of Hercules in all his grandeur. How are you, old friend, I hum, smiling up at him. Strolling through the maze of sculptures, I can finally breathe again. Literally so good. Like, I feel like that was such a beautiful read. And as a listener, it really felt like I was there in the moment with you. And then you have like your flashback and then you come back to the present. And Mm -hmm. just with that type of structure, I guess the question is why you chose to tell the story the way you did. And also why, like with the topic of the Met, why you thought that worked the best for you. Okay, well, first, thank you so much for your uh, lovely (laughs) comments. Um, The structure of my essay is actually something that I struggled with the most in the writing of my uh, essay. Um, I wanted it to be a true reflection of myself, the growth that I have gone through from that uh, meek little girl in the very beginning in my flashbacks to the, uh, like, I hope decided and determined um, young adult that I am today. And the Met is simply a reflection of that, right? Like every time we step into a museum, we walk through someone else's uh, memories, some uh, your own memories, like I had described in there. And so I felt that that was really uh, the way that I could show that. Um, it was a way that I can show that crucial perspective that I needed the admissions office to see of myself and of uh, everything that I had gone through. So... I see, like, just listening to your essay, a lot of what you mentioned about your growth is very implicit, I think. And Mm -hmm. with a lot of other essays, like if you look online or on YouTube, a lot of people have a conclusion or a resolution at the end of their essay where they explicitly state what impacted them or what change these events imparted on them. So just kind of the fact that your essay doesn't really have this takeaway or summary as a explicitly as others do at the end did it concern you that you didn't include this or how did you sort of weave that in throughout because it's definitely there well I will admit it was concerning not to have that kind of inspirational aspect that I did read in a lot of wonderful essays like a lot of uh, my peers and uh, just online they were amazing essays that I I did try to write uh, in a similar way. I had um, written many essays with that kind of resolution. And I just, I decided that it simply did not reflect uh, the message that I was trying to write, that I was trying to show. Um, I needed the admissions committee to see that though I had already matured, I was still um, in my reflections, not finished with my growth. Um, And I I wanted to be that well-rounded person who is not only who has not only matured, um, but has still a long way to go. So that was something that I feel kind of drove me to uh, say everything in a more implicit manner, like I had stated in the essay itself. Like, it was just something that growing up, I knew were messages that surrounded me. And I hoped that uh, the whoever would be reading my essay would uh, get these same messages um, that I was trying to give them. 
Well, definitely as a listener, I got that message. So I have to say you succeeded in what everyone says, show, not tell. Definitely. Yes. (laughs) That is a very big aspect of it. Yeah. (laughs) So this topic of the Met is pretty unique in my opinion. Haven't really read any essays like that. So um, just how did you brainstorm that topic or when did you start thinking about it? And was this the first thing you thought of or was there something else in mind? Um, So it was definitely not the first thing I thought of. Um, I actually started brainstorming uh, my college essay like in the last month of my junior year. Like you always hear from people like I wish I started earlier. Yes. (laughs) So so I truly did. I tried to start earlier. um, And I just hope to have everything done by September by uh, the time that then I can uh, allot to actually the application. Right. And I had multiple ideas and I tried to explore them, uh, writing up all these mock essays and just having a general feel for everything, trying all the techniques that you hear of, uh, just writing everything on a piece of paper and everything. And a lot like in the first question you said, like, or actually the second question you asked um, about like that inspirational ending and everything, but it did those all of them didn't really reflect what I wanted um, them to have said. and it was a bit frustrating, I'll be honest, uh, as, as we all hear, like, you know, just the amount of writing we do on these essays. It's hard, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then just you, you get lost in them, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But during the summer, I did try to write all these essays, trying to find the techniques. Um, and then it was actually about mid-September. So very after the deadline <laughs> I had set myself. Um, that I was talking with a family member about uh, the closures happening around the city and just everything mm-hmm. that we missed, everything like just walking down the streets and uh, going to all these amazing places that the city has for us. And I just started thinking about what I missed most. And that was obviously the Met um, and my last visit there. And I had this aha moment, you know, like we always hear of that. Yes. Like, I have to, uh, that this is the, this is the topic that I want to write about. And I, kid you not I could not go to my computer fast enough I was just trying to find a way to write all the ideas that were in my head in that moment because it was the idea that I guess I was constantly circling around constantly Mm -hmm. trying to write about but I hadn't been able to have that image and so I had the image finally um but it was different than from the final like as we all know these essays do grow and develop so yeah it was it was a journey to get there but once you have that i feel that it kind of leads you and makes the whole process a bit easier because you see it i saw metropolitan steps so i thought that that was going to be the final Mm -hmm. image it was going to be of me uh climbing these tall steps as we all know they're extremely beautiful and extremely tall Mm -hmm. and that was kind of the image that drove the rest of my essay um it's not present in it as much now the focus did change and shift a little Mm -hmm. bit but it was what drove me in writing my essay and giving the story that I was hoping to tell yeah so you mentioned like rewriting and drafting and editing a lot so I guess the question would be did you get people to read it over did they give you some advice that was to delete an entire paragraph that was like your favorite paragraph and just how did you go through that process? Yeah, so this process does involve a lot of drafts. Like, um, 
it's you will have to keep track of all of them because there will be a lot even just before i found my final essay in those essays that i was just exploring that you will be rewriting them multiple times because you'll think with each one like this is what i want to write about or this is the essay that i will be submitting and uh you just need to kind of explore everything and i want to highlight for anyone listening that do not delete anything just keep everything, even if it's in a document, somehow um, put into your deep into your desk. Do not delete anything because that one paragraph, that one sentence, that one word can truly change everything. It can inspire a whole new essay. It can make your essay. I remember going back and forth and just starting a whole essay out of one paragraph. And then images that I included in my final essay I didn't have because I just forgot about them until I started going through my previous drafts and finding it uh, again. And then just kind of even having that time to reflect back on your past writing, it does help uh, in uh, influencing your final uh, uh, essay, which, yeah, that's kind of something that I found very important and helpful. In my final essay, I actually wrote, I think it was six drafts, six, I guess, big drafts because in in those there are uh, little changes that we all know like you revise and revise Mm -hmm. until you have that next draft that you're happy with and with all of these they were very different Um, my first draft was basically just everything that was in my mind just getting it on the piece of paper so it did it was a long draft even though the the cap is at 650 words it was way way above it But it was a draft that I was happy with, um, that I knew would have to be cut down, but I was happy with getting all those ideas out. And it did change, as I mentioned, like those steps, they disappeared, like they they became a very small image from the very big structure that they were supposed to be. And that was kind of the result of having uh, a lot of mentors look over it. so family members uh, are, the per- are, are the people we usually go to and they do help a lot. They know the essay almost as well as you know it. Mm-hmm. And they do become emotionally uh, involved in it. Like, like I know I was. I, I didn't want to delete all those paragraphs that people were Definitely. telling me to do so. Because this is your story. You don't want to. <laughs> um, you do have each word that you write on the piece of paper is very impactful to you. However, uh, having other people read over your essay is very helpful in the process. I do advise not to send each and every version of your essay to the people that you send uh, that you will uh, ask for help from. Um, send them like a finished draft. Don't send like a a revised draft, send them a finished draft, one or two at the most, because they will be able to give you the most authentic feedback. They will see it once, most twice, and they will see it just the same way that the admissions committee will see it. Um, That will be the feedback that you want. You want them to see to give you uh, their reaction to it. Um, And like even watching their face as they read it, you can kind of tell what needs to be changed, what um, what works. Um, and it's important to focus on what works um, uh, because, yeah, there will be a lot that you need to cut out, but you do have to celebrate those uh, little moments of, okay, this actually does work. Don't change that. And then, of course, there will be some feedback that you will have to respectfully say thank you. Um, <laughs> I, won't, I won't be changing that because at the end of the day, this is your essay. 
you do want it to kind of reflect you. Um, and some mm-hmm. people just don't know where it might uh, end up because uh, each of these drafts is not the final. Like the final is only what you sent to, to uh, your application. So yeah, it was, it was a big journey. It was a long journey. But in the end, even having these drafts to go back to, having uh, people to thank uh, for uh, and their help in this is very um it's very good. It's it feels good uh, after you go through it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree about the attachment part. Where if you write a certain part and then someone tells you to delete, you're kind of like, ah. But yes. <laughs> at the same time, definitely what you mentioned. The first time someone reads something is a new, like a fresh set of eyes, and that itself is really helpful to see how an admissions officer who spends like 15 minutes on your application will just briefly look over it and see yes. that as well. So definitely yeah. agree on all the advice you had to give in that mm-hmm. aspect. Building off of that, you know, were you confident when you submitted your essay? Like before, when you were writing it, before you submitted it, after you submitted it? <laughs> um, well, confidence definitely does play an uh, important role in this. Um, I was, I have to say I was. I actually, after finishing the multiple drafts of my essay and seeing how much it has grown, um, I was missing a lot of the parts that I cut out. Uh, I'll, I'll say that I didn't miss them, um, but I was confident in the final. I knew that it would greatly support my application because it reflected a new part of me that I I wasn't as uh, um, as explicit with uh, in the other parts <laughs> of my application uh, because that was all um, you know that student that mm-hmm. was the uh, the the perfect dutiful daughter right and yeah. then this is kind of showing uh, the growth that I had um, just as a as a person not as another piece of paper that the admissions officer would see. This was my story that I knew I had to tell in the best way that I could. And however they would read those 650 words is the way that they would read them. So I knew that once I submitted, it would be the final. And yeah, but I I did submit a day before the the deadline. So I did drag it out a bit. (laughs) No, I do feel like you started super early, though, to like start thinking about it the end of junior year and having so many drafts. So Mm -hmm. I understand where the confidence comes from. (laughs) Um, But also like, I agree, 650 words is not enough. When you're writing it at times, it feels like it's so long, but once you really get an idea Mm -hmm. of what you want to show to the admissions officer, 650 words doesn't seem like a lot to really squeeze and pack in there. So Mm -hmm. to conclude, do you have (laughs) any advice for people who are thinking about what they might want to write or even starting although I mean start as early as possible yes (laughs) definitely um but yeah any advice for our listeners out there yeah um so this essay is supposed to show you your personality your message your story um and it is hard as we mentioned to say that in 650 words every single word becomes worth as much as gold so um, and there is the added pressure of the importance of it. Like, as we know, these can make or break your application. Mm-hmm. And so I do recommend we start early um, because having that time to uh, reflect and have that timeline move back, as it did with me, like I thought I would be finished with, on, in September. I was nowhere near done in September. Um, so do start early. And I feel like 
just the most important piece of advice is like stay true to yourself. And you have to remember that um, nothing is set in stone. Like the the admissions committee will not see any other draft that you create other than the one that you submit to them finally. So even if you're writing your essay and you find yourself writing a novel about your beautiful, amazing life, please do so because you never know. That might be something, some of those parts will be in your essay uh, because this is a time to reflect and do take that time to do that. Um, and then you can always go back and just choose what you want to include. Just just be yourself and be confident in your writing because in the, at the end of the day, it is your writing. It is your journey and it's it's different for every individual yeah just to add on to that the fact that like overwriting is definitely better than underwriting because overwriting you could just cut things out although it is a little it is hard yeah yeah as you (laughs) mentioned um but don't be afraid of writing too much and not using it in the end Thank you for sharing, Julia. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Thank you so much, Nikki. And thank you to everyone for listening to our podcast and today's episode, how the Met got Julia into her dream school, Yale. We are at THHS Classic on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and also the Classic TV on YouTube and visit thhsclassic.com for what students at Townsend Harris are writing about. Um, A little secret, Julia is our news editor, so if you want to see what she's writing about, you could also read what she has written for the newspaper on our website. And episode one of Admitted is also available on the Classic Podcast platforms. And you guys should all join us on our next episode. You're listening to the Classic Podcast.